a gun in the face. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. Started two years of horror for an American in Venezuela. They said, you need to give us your phone and get ready because you're coming with us. I'm Becky Bruce, and I spent a year researching and piecing together Josh and Tammy Holt's story about their ordeal in a notorious prison. That's when everything started to turn bad. We had another pound on the door. Boom, boom, boom. And there was the police once again. You can binge all of the episodes of Hope in Darkness on kslpodcasts.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Inside Sources. As we often say, in quoting Einstein, it's not about being smarter, it's about being willing to stay with the question just a little bit longer. So we are going to stay with the question of the day around President Biden and the administration in terms of their capability to process all of the challenges and the situations that are ongoing uh, and their ability to communicate it with clarity so that both Democrats and Republicans and the American people, by the way, uh, can understand it, buy into it or disagree with it, and we can all move forward. Uh, The challenge is in the confusion. Uh, The confusion is what often undermines credibility and confidence of the American people and of our allies uh, around the world. And so I want to shift to some of the the domestic challenges facing the administration and some of the setbacks that they have received. It was interesting that CNN pointed out a a laundry list of headaches for President Biden. And they started with the $3.5 trillion spending package, the reconciliation bill, the the, uh, parliamentarian in the Senate uh, declared that that was uh, not able, they weren't able to put their uh, immigration bill into that because it wasn't dealing with the budget or with uh, the infrastructure bill. So then you get to challenges around the debt ceiling and spending and uh, keeping all of those things rolling. And so let's pick up on that conversation. Again, some of the confusion, I'm hoping for clarity. Again, I don't care where you fall on the political spectrum or whether you agree or disagree with the White House. We, We have to have a debate about this stuff and we have to do it in front of the American people. So one of the challenges, of course, is the debt ceiling, our ability to continue to borrow and continue to pay the bills. Senate Majority Leader Mitch McConnell said in a press conference last week that uh, Republicans are not so interested in uh, being part of that raising of the debt ceiling. Let me be crystal clear about this. Republicans are united in opposition to raising the debt ceiling. Interestingly, on Fox News on Sunday, Representative John Yarmuth, a Democrat out of Kentucky, uh, said, uh, you know what, we don't really need to worry about the debt ceiling. It's not really a real thing. Uh, it's just kind of a, a nice guardrail somewhere. But we can really just keep moving and keep spending the way we want. I'd like every single Republican senator to answer the question, are they willing to let the government default? As to the plans, we are working. There are a number of different options. The White House, Speaker Pelosi, myself are discussing those. And um, we believe that we must do this. We believe it's an imperative to do it. And Leader McConnell, as I said, is playing dangerous political games by not stepping up to the plate as he asked us to do and we did when Trump was president. So that was uh, Majority Leader Chuck Schumer in the Senate last week criticizing Mitch McConnell for his opposition to raising the debt ceiling. And he rightly pointed out that Republicans raised it regularly under 
President Trump, and both sides have been guilty of this for so long uh, that it really uh, is getting to the point of just absurdity on both sides of the aisle. No one has any credibility when it comes to really being fiscally responsible and really being concerned uh, about the future of the country and future generations having to clean up uh, an awful mess. But one of those was John Yarmouth, who just said, hey, this, this isn't an issue. We can spend as much as we want. We have several options for raising the debt ceiling, which is absolutely mandatory. As you mentioned, we've never defaulted on our debt in in history. Uh, This is really kind of a ridiculous position to be in. We're the only country in the world that has a debt ceiling that works like this. Uh, We've raised it close to 100 times over the 104 years it's been in existence. Uh, We ought to do away with it. So doing away with the debt ceiling, uh, and we have had a few... uh debt ceiling Mardi Gras over the last uh, four or five years where Congress has just said, well, you know, we'll just keep raising. We can just do it. And the uh, the congressman talked about uh, the fact that, you know, we, we can't default on our payments. Uh, and that is true. The U.S. never has done that. And we won't do that. And the other the thing that they're not factoring in, this is so much a part of the fake fight and the false choice. Uh, so you're going to hear that. Oh, we have to raise the debt ceiling or we're going to default and the markets will crash and the world will come tumbling down. Uh, it's not true uh, because there is money coming in every day, every month, and especially in the fall. We know that many of the corporations uh, pay their taxes in the fall. And so there is money coming in. So even if the debt ceiling is not raised, we will continue to service the debt Uh Things like Social Security checks and military pay, those things are going to be taken care of. Uh, And so it is not the sky is falling cliff that we often get told, again, by both sides, by the way. Uh, Both Democrats and Republicans regularly say, you know, we have to do this or else. And it's, it's it's a false choice. And what the Democrats are doing, we've just seen just in the last few minutes, Nancy Pelosi, Speaker of the House, has rolled out what she wants to do. She's going to tie the debt ceiling to some short-term spending and try to roll that out in the House this week. Again, that is going to create a false choice of either you have to vote for all of this or you can vote for none of this. And that kind of false choice thinking is what gets us $28 trillion in debt and prevents us from having the right debates and the right votes and the right accountability for members of Congress. Uh, illustration of that on Face the Nation Sunday, host Margaret Brennan asked Senator Bernie Sanders, why can't we just break up the reconciliation bill? We talked about uh, the fact that the parliamentarian had rejected the immigration portion uh, of a budget bill. And this was Senator Sanders response. Don't all these very worthy causes you're laying out deserve their own debate and consideration? You in the past have well, said it, that this is not how. Margaret, right this now we have happen. right now we have no Republican support. Zero. There's not one Republican who is prepared to stand up to the drug companies and lower the cost of prescription And you may drugs. not have full Democratic support. Not one support Republican either. wants to build affordable housing. We can't do it without the reconciliation package. Okay, so that is the ultimate in false choices uh, from Senator Sanders and uh, looking at the the scope of the bill. And I think Margaret Brennan was spot on. She said, don't all these very worthy causes, whether it's dealing with drug prices, whether it's dealing with affordable housing, whether it's dealing with immigration, 
don't all of those worthy causes deserve their own debate and consideration? And Senator Sanders has been very adamant about this in the past. Uh, and, of course, now as things shift from one party to the other, we, we see the shoe just changing feet. Uh, and it goes over to the other side. And now they're saying, no, we have to do all or nothing legislation. And it's just not reality. And whether you are a liberal Democrat, a conservative Republican, and everything in between, uh, this is a false choice. And Margaret Brennan laid it out exactly right. If the cause is worthy, if the policy is good, then it should get its own debate, consideration, and vote in front of the American people. Rather than being slipped into some bill that no one's going to read that hasn't even been crafted yet, and you're saying we have to pass it all or the sky's going to fall and we're going to go off the cliff. Fake fight, false choice. Lots of fundraising, very good for political parties, very good for political campaigns, not good for the American people. And I think this is the challenge, and this is the opportunity. President Biden ran on a campaign that he could get things done, that he could be someone who could bring sides together, that he was a deal maker when he was in the United States Senate for all of those decades, and that he could do that as president of the United States. The next 30 days will test the president and whether he is going to actually do that and lead that way or if he is going to just follow the status quo that both Democrats and Republicans have been following for years and years. And that is to just lump everything together in these must-pass bills uh, that continue to spend us uh, into oblivion, create great risk for current economic situation, inflation for current economic situation, uh, and real problems for our children and grandchildren who are going to have to clean up this mess. So it is time to reject all of this. Let's do one thing at a time. Let's do it very well. Let's debate it. Let's amend it. Let's vote on it. And let's do what's in the best interest of the American people, not the political parties. We're going to step aside for a bottom of the hour news. Tim Carney coming up next. Don't want to miss it. Stay with us on KSL News Radio. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.